saying I just can't make it This is buggy as fuck, isn't it? <laughs> Mate, I don't know if you listen to my uh, voice memo I just sent you, but <laughs> the reason I quit the first time was because I, 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 I dead ass just, I clicked the X in the corner of the screen at the top top left corner, thinking that it would like bring me some drop down menu where I could sort of turn up the volume, but it just ended the voice recording. So here we are. Yeah, it's very, you're in it or you're out of it, apparently. It doesn't like. Uh... Yeah, it doesn't, like it, doesn't like it. You're still quiet to me, but I can I can hear you, like I can hear your voice, but not sort of like, comfortably. Oh, well. I listened to the recording back, and uh, it seemed to be working relatively okay. You just seemed to be a bit. Um, uh, it was more. It definitely sounded like more internet issues than um, voice recording issues. You were loud enough. It was just crackly a little bit. Most when we speak. Right, well. When we speak at the same time, that's when it gets fucky. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make like a makeshift sort of stand out of this tall. Run up to it. Give me a second, mate. Give me a second. Yeah. Let me just grab me quickies and me coffee. Mate, I've got you are resting on top of a Bluetooth speaker as we speak, mate. Mate, I'll send you my setup, like a picture of my setup later. Is this sort of is this sort of good? this i can hear you just fine mate i can hear you just fine i think beautiful mate well should we um should we not waste any more time should we should we should we get in should we should we get going yeah mate i mean i suppose i'll probably leave some of this in here i don't know it seems it seems a natural way to begin it anyway that's all I'll... i mean it's very, it does like sort of set the mood do you know what i mean it, it makes it sound as sort of ran or not i don't know if like randoms or what's the word it's like sort of sporadic Candid, candid is the word I'm looking for. As candid as it is, you know. Well, that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to do. I mean, welcome, I guess. Then, damn, mate, you're the, you're the uh, you've made it. The first guest, I guess, the first official guest on it. number on one, baby. <laughs> How are we today, mate? I'm sure. Mate, I'm, I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. I'm. Um, I always like starting my day off like having something first thing in the morning. Because otherwise, I'd just lie around being a bit of a piece of shit, you know, for, for too long. Um, so this appointment with you, my friend, has got me up full of food and coffee and biscuits. You know, how can I complain? How are you keeping, Jordan, mate? I'm as equally good, mate. It is good having the, uh, the whole, the, something to do in the day, like you say, to stimulate mm-hmm. the mind. Because um, otherwise, it's very easy to get halfway through the day of being a piece of shit and just go, well, I'll try again tomorrow. Yeah, mate. I suppose it's always like that. You really do have to. Um, you really do have to like start as you mean to go on because once you once you make the first compromise, then the next compromise is way too easy, and that's sort of how it's. I swear that that sentence right there is the key to many many different things in terms of you know how people form relationships with substances, how you get your day started, even how even how you socialize with people. It's always you start will either sort of you know sabotage you or it will give you that little boost you need to to be effective in, in like the rest of what you're doing first impressions count mate in every way 
Absolutely. I mean, start. I heard uh, somewhere. I think we spoke about it before in terms of like kicking your day off with literally like as soon as your alarm goes off, as soon as you wake up, just get the fuck out of bed. Don't even think about it. Don't roll around. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I'm I'm speaking from a high horse that I'm currently not sat on. I certainly don't do that <laughs> as much as I should. Uh, but if and when I do, the day always feels better. The day always feels better if you wake up with the sun. Absolutely. I mean, like the days that remember as a kid when you like not necessarily as a kid, but like, I don't know if you ever had to like catch a bus or flight or anything super early in the morning when you got to go on holly bobs or you got like plans where you have to be somewhere midday that's just at the other end of the country and you just <laughs> know that you have to get up so early. I swear those days always feel so so good. I had to get up at um God, it was like three o'clock in the morning, something like that, and I had only slept for an hour. Right, I had one hour of sleep. I went to bed at uh, basically. I was driving my mate to um, to the airport. He was flying um, flying to um, I think it was Vienna. He was flying to Vienna, right? And I was meant to bring him um, to the airport at three o'clock in the morning because he wanted to get there for eight o'clock, right? So he came around the night before, stayed at mine, and we ended up just drinking and talking till about one o'clock in the morning. Um, and then getting up at three o'clock, driving to Frankfurt, and then coming back about five o'clock. And mate, I was not tired at all. I felt beautiful because I'd driven back from uh, Frankfurt um, while watching the sunrise and you know having all that sort of time. And I, the first thing I did was something. It wasn't thinking; it was something. And I fully believe the more time you have, um, sort of. You know, you really need more, do- more, more doing and less thinking. I, at least, I, I would say, at this point in my life, the the less thinking, the better, mate, because <laughs> that just gives you time to think away, like think around ways to do the things that you already know you should be doing. Yeah, I mean, that's been shoved in our faces more than it ever has in the last couple of years, really, with COVID knocking around and giving us way, way too much thinking time opposed to Absolutely. doing. Time. I mean, it's just, it's been a rough one, mate, but at least, you know, we've learned that lesson, mate. That's, that's something we'll take from it. And, you know, we could have. True, true, but like, you know, learning the lesson is, is far easier in my opinion than kind of like implementing it into your, into your organism. (laughs) It's it's so unfortunately true. Mate, I fully believe that I literally know exactly how to live my life well and be like happy, successful. That does not mean that doesn't mean that I'm gonna do it, you know. I've got all these other all these other things to overcome. I was um I was having a conversation, an interesting conversation yesterday actually with my uh with my my wonderful my Germans. Um and we were just talking about um sort of like the trust in a relationship and jealousy, like as an emotion. Because my stepmom asked me, uh, like I have a very open sort of, a very open uh, every, with most people, but especially them, you know. And um, she asked me if I was if I thought I was a jealous person, and I said like logically no, because of course, like I I understand I've looked into jealousy before, I understand it, and I know that you know it, that's not how I actively think, but mate it still kick it still it still fucking grabs me sometimes you know sometimes the feeling still gets the better of me and um it's so strange to always have this one part of yourself it seems that knows exactly what to do and then you have this sort of animal inside you that's just still feeling 
feeling everything rather than thinking it through you know it's kind of you know heart versus mind if you're if you'll allow that i prevail reference always and um oh, mate it's a it's a it's a strict it's a tricky one you know because it's like damn i objectively know that what i'm thinking and feeling is bullshit but i still feel it so what do you do with that one mate that is the question You've just uh, asked me a question that I've dedicated my life to trying to figure out, Ben. So forgive me if I don't have a. Oh man, that was uh, <laughs> that was absolutely not a question for you. That was I was just I was just saying how that was the question. Yeah, I mean, I've got a long, long list of shit that makes me feel like I'm living and leading the most successful life I possibly can in this moment. But like you said, finding finding a way to actually implement all of this shit into your life is a far far greater task than figuring any of it out and figuring it out is the kind of it's an unbelievably hard task anyway for a lot of people absolutely so i mean mate double whammy double whammy it's not it's not fun but you know what we move mate we move as we as i, as I like to say um it's it's a, no i said it isn't fun it kind of is is isn't it i mean it's life isn't it it's sort of I think it's fun when you when you get sort of um when you get reminded that you're just like a stupid bag of flesh. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes that <laughs> sometimes that really gets me. And I'll literally like I have moments where I may I feel awful, you know. I really feel like what is like, you know, I have those extra those like maximum existential dread moments, you know, where I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm alive and I'm feeling these feelings. What is going on? And then it almost always ends in me just like having a weird sort of giggling fit by myself and just being like, what am I doing, mate? I can't believe I'm, it's just so weird to be alive sometimes, mate. And um, especially when, you know, you have, the, you know, the, the, the sort of the conflict um, within, I don't know if you, um, I don't know how much you listen to Dave, um, but he's uh, one, of, one of, I think it was one of his first songs he dropped very early on in his career. I don't even think he was 18 a song called Jacqueline Hyde. It's a fantastic, fantastic um, track. Um, I'm very much looking forward to, to what else he brings out in the future. But his early work as well, I think the opening line of that song is like, this is a tale of two men, Jacqueline Hyde. Have you ever had a war with your mind? It's like I'm two men. And that like that line, even though in his song, he's, he's talking about something very different, actually. Um, um, but I, th I think that that metaphor carries on to most of the sort of like critical moments in your life, you know? Mm -hmm. Talking about whether you stay in bed or get out of bed, you know? It's, it's literally every single thing is a, is a little battle against yourself, you know? Will you or will you not? The person you are and the person you want to be, I guess. The, the two that are attempting to hold hands inside your brain, but Absolutely. sometimes... Sometimes you have a game of rock, paper, scissors well, instead, mate. <laughs> this is the question, mate. This is the question. Like, is that the person, you know, is the person you are, like, who you are? Like, this is, I think, one of the teachings from that I've taken away from my very small dabble in, like, meditation is that actually, you know, these impulses and, and thoughts and, and even our, our everything, mate, it, it's still not you, you know? That's still mm. actually uh, external, from from you as a i don't know what you want to call yourself mate if you just want to you know it's, it's just you you know like your thoughts feelings are as external as the rain and the wind you know they they but they they because it comes from 
you know, the same vessel, if you like, it feels so much more sort of combined um, with, with all of the rest of it. But actually, turns out, if you have enough quiet in your mind, you can really start to see the distinction. And, mate, I think that's honestly the way to chase it down. I think that's why it scares some people, honestly, because what you Mm. just said there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some people don't want to see that. Some people do want to see it. And then when they see it, they back out. Fuck, change your mind. Sorry. Mate, Uh, it's it's terrifying, you know? Imagine if you lived your life entirely, um, like, externally, you know? I mean, uh, if it was your, I think it was, I was listening to episode one or two, mate, I can't remember which one it was, where you were talking about, like, make yourself the Corvette, but if you remember that. Oh, yeah, Joey Diaz. Yeah, Joey yeah, Diaz. mate. Um, you know, people who have been chasing the Corvette their whole life and only the Corvette will be surrounded by these things. And then they start to look inside themselves. You think of a guy who's like, you know, think of a guy who's been like a sort of standard career um, sort of donkey for... From, you know, when I say donkey, I'm not trying to demean it. I'm just saying that he kind of follows that path that a lot of people have trod before, you know? Yeah. Um, and kind of gets to an age of maybe like 50, 60, probably already has had kids and a whole life, and then realizes that all of this external stuff that he's been sort of collating throughout the years actually doesn't really matter anything. And he still has the same feelings, fears, and problems as when he was 12. I mean, that is... That is terrifying, mate. So I absolutely understand and sympathise. Um, so do I. Completely with, sympathise. With those people, mate. Because um, it's, I fully believe it's not, it's not their fault, you know? Um, I don't really believe anything is anyone's fault because uh, I, I think we just, you know, we just adapt to the environment we're in. And that environment created that kind of person. Um, just as my environment has, has allowed me to... to to have this conversation with you and actually, you know, criticize that. Um, I, I take in the same way that that person's downfall isn't their fault. My, um, my, let's say like awareness of that situation is not to my credit. You know, it just, it's just a consequence of the environment um, that I'm in. Fuck. That's, that's good, mate. I like that. If I can kick in, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with how this is running so far, Jordan, mate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, easy, easy, fourteen minutes, oh, mate. Oh, I mean, well, working I'm, like, oh, go on. No, no, no. As you want. This can wait. Uh, just thinking about whenever I've attempted to leave a job yet, or like, it's the young people in there, the younger people that potentially are closer to, um, they still believe that they could. Uh, achieve their dreams yeah they're all the people that tell me to fucking go for it mate get out run while you can yeah whereas like the people that are against me have been against me leaving jobs in the past it's always the older people that maybe gone past that stage and they're like well or i shouldn't say gone past because i don't think you're ever too old to achieve your dreams or do what you want in life but we certainly have this like image of if you get past your 20s and you haven't done what you wanted to do well guess what you're just stuck in you're just stuck in this situation. You got better deal yeah. with it. Yeah, um, I mean, you add kids into that situation, and some people genuinely are stuck, or not. I don't want to say stuck. It kind of has like a negative connotation to it, but they are they. They've got responsibilities, so they kind of have to stick on the path that they are because it's too much of a risk to go down another path. So Absolutely. I understand. I mean, 
Mr. Jordan Peterson, one of, I mean, one of my favourite Canadian psychologists, not that I know any others. I didn't um, know he was yeah, well, yeah, I've, I've I've dug into man quite a lot, and and one of his one of his one of um the best lectures I've seen from him was he, he did one yeah well the video was entitled "Pick Your Sacrifice," and what he um what he elaborated on throughout the lecture was basically you know or the only thing you have at base is like an allotted amount of time you don't know when it's going to stop or anything like that but you know you have a lot amount of time and you just said before that you know you'd never think you're too old to like achieve your dreams and all that stuff but mate like that's a you know that's a beautiful instagram quote but i fully call you out that that's bullshit mate you know like there are there are there are things that you just can't do when you get to a certain age and there are you know because of the way we work we're very emotional beings and, and most often things like family and responsibility that come along with a, a job and a position in a community or an especially a family will always you know will be put before um before those dreams that you know we're talking about it could be that those i mean and it works out the best when those two things are the same you know when you dream of having that job and family and everything but if those dreams are there are external of that kind of you know that life that a lot of people get caught in anyway whether that's a good or a bad thing um that's you know that's not necessarily the uh it's not necessarily the one it doesn't really fit together and that's um I think the a very important word. I don't know if I don't know if sacrifice is because it sounds really harsh, you know, when you say sacrifice, pick your sacrifice. I don't really like saying that because it makes it sound it, it kind of focuses too much on what you're losing out on, you know. And I don't. And I fully believe that that's um, that's a, not a good way to sort of position yourself emotionally in any situation. It's like focus on what you miss out on because you're always going to be missing out on something. You know, yeah. there's always going to be something, you know, you you didn't do because you did something else. That's just the nature of 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 how things are because we have that limited amount of time. And instead, I would reword that to pick your compromise. You know, like just because, you know, just because you don't, um, you know, just because you have a family doesn't mean that you that you can't do the things that you wanted to do anyway. I mean, I, there's one of my favorite YouTubers at the moment um, is a he's an ex. Um, like uh he used to work for vox and um he he basically is like a traveling journalist who does things all over the world amazing stories meeting amazing people and just doing lots of traveling and on his travels he met a missus a lovely girl who he fell in love with and started a family now i would say that most people would at this point um i'm gonna like i'm gonna be like roll over and just you know settle somewhere and start a family but instead his kids are growing up with him on the road they still go to school legally and everything it's online but they travel with their mum and dad all over the world while he's making these stories you know his missus is also you know they're starting this company together and their kids are right there beside them and you could definitely definitely argue that those kids not consensually because they're it's not in their control but they have they have had to compromise or a sort of traditional childhood for that lifestyle that they hold with their father but mm. i i would say that in this man's eyes you know he's saying yes of course you know they're not going to have that standard walk home from school with my friends because they're not going to be walking home from school but what's the compromise you know what 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 do they get as a result of not doing that 
And the answer is more experience than any child will have by the time they're 16, 17. Imagine if you'd already been traveling the world, and I mean just traveling the world for your whole life. That was normal for you up until the age of 17. I mean, it would definitely, you would be a completely different um, you know, machine to the sort of standard uh, human being that comes out of the, of the domestic kind of system that we have set up um, in the world. But it would just be, that change yeah, wow. your, how would that change how you view your reality? How would that change how you interact with the people who have gone to school their whole life normally? Um, and um, only those people, I think, themselves can can be the judge of whether the compromise was worth it or not i don't know what happened then i got a phone call mid-recording and it just shat my phone up sorry about that mate oh mate don't you i've been monologuing <laughs> i've been monologuing so much the entire time i literally did not i didn't pause for a second i just assumed you were quietly listening along to me mate so they definitely would have cut you off at some point there uh, not very long only about 10 seconds maybe so i don't oh, know what well, well um no but what you were saying was right though about them kids i mean they would have an incredibly different point of view like completely shifted from anything we could ever begin to imagine um mm -hmm. in their mental headspace but the i'm curious i mean to me most of my uh self-improvement has always come from social interaction which seems like you would certainly have more more of a uh, you would see a more variety of people on a, on traveling around the world for your entire child absolutely but i mean it's closer to like hunter gatherer than the kind of yeah. settlers that we are now if you think about it 100 percent, 100 percent. that's what i was thinking um and i'm and they're seeing more variety of people because they've got airplanes and boats and all this jazz but they would it's those bonds that I mean some of the people in my life I've known for 20 plus years now this is it mate this is it the compromise you know yeah it's a hell of a compromise I mean I don't think personally I'd long for those experiences but the, the social uh, interactions and friendships and relationships I've built, over, built up over those years I don't know if I would sacrifice it for that. I mean, I'm talking. Well, let's, from... let's, let, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pick you up on that, then, mate. Let me, let me confront yeah. you directly. Please do. Right, those kids, yeah, they they genuinely wouldn't have the opportunity, most likely, to form the kind of relationships you're referring to. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop, sort of like you know, think of think think of the vow, right? Think of the vow, yeah. Oh, well. mate, they, 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 <laughs> how can you not, you know, how can you not? What a man. Um, like, you know, those kids don't have the opportunity to have a devout. And I'm like, I am, I am caught between a couple of things. Cause I also have friends in my life who I've known for a very long time. And to be honest, I would argue that most of the most important people in my life actually didn't grow up with me. At oh, all, yeah. I agree with that. Um, I agree with that uh, because, like, if I think of someone like yourself, mate, or maybe Adam, or certainly my missus at the moment, or all the friends I've made uh, since I've been living in Germany, if I think of how much impact they've had on me relative to um, to my mates who who I've known from day one, yes, they were certainly a very important um, component in kind of teaching me how to socialize you know that's the important thing but in terms of like the deep and meaningful connections that i've made with um you know i've made with my sort of more recent um 
companions. Um, I, I just can't compare them. I honestly can't compare them. And that is slightly because I've moved away from the UK and everything. So only the sort of, you know, strongest have survived. But think about it, mate. Like you, I mean, not to put our, you know, our personal relationship on the table or anything, but we often talk about how it's mental that, I mean, I've known you for what, a couple of years? Is it three, two, three years Probably now? approaching three years, something like that now. Yeah. Approaching three years. And that is really not a long time for the, for the sort of, um, for what we've built in this time, you know, I mean, 100%. Um, and I would argue actually that it's these years, these kind of more formative years, I would say between the ages of around like 16, maybe even later, 16 is very early, 16, 17 till about 25. When you, when you really, really start, um, start sort of attacking the world, you know, Gaining independence by yourself, that's, you know, it happens around about that age for most people. Yeah, but you're, you're gaining independence by yourself, but with other people. And it's which people will you be thing. around when you start to do that? Because that's when you really start to become your own person. You know, like everything, it's the difference between every decision you're, you're that, that, you know, the decisions you make go from sort of, you know, um, how well do I want to do at school or how, you know, the, the, that kind of, you know, that kind of, that kind of um that kind of process that you have to like the limited amount of choices you have to literally having to decide everything yourself that's when you're you ha- you're forced to kind of break the shell that you've been kept in through most of your kind of child adolescent life and then you're kind of forced to sort of okay what kind of person do I want to be and it's then where you start to question not only yourself but everything around you and i would argue actually that it's the people who are around you, supporting you, and you're supporting them, and you're talking about this stuff in this time that are the most important. And the reason why your friends, um, you know, again, fight back after I finish my piece, but the reason why, for example, the Val has stuck with you is because he happens to fit in this portion of your life. And I would actually say that, yes, you have, I'm sure you have a lot of very, I'm sure you've got so much funny shit to look back on, you know, throughout the years that you two spent together. But Most I would say that podcast. I mean, I mean, talk talk to me, mate. Like, do you, would you say that you have always had this kind of connection with the geezer, or would you say that, like, you know, it's only these recent years where you've both become a bit more conscious and not such absolute, like, you know, wreckheads <laughs> yeah, that you've um, that you've that you've actually, you know, you've made a deeper connection. Like, would you say, you know, talk to me, talk to me about the battle, mate? Yeah, mate. What? Where do I even start? I say, mate. <laughs> <laughs> known this man for approaching 20 years if not 20 years and um damn Damn. he's he's what how do i word it basically (laughs) he's a fucking he's a fucking trouble (laughs) no he's a fucking machine mate he's a specimen and i'll literally like (laughs) i I still remember meeting him for the first time mate what a fucking man what a missile anyone that's met him for the first time will never forget Uh, honestly um yeah i definitely want to get him on here at some point and we'll probably talk about that more in depth but i was gonna say that basically those it was, those uh relationships we're talking about now yeah that we're experiencing now that we're in now that feel that they are levels above what i experienced growing up certainly obviously deeper connections with uh other human beings of um gain their own independence around the same time i have well I'd say that even the relationships I had prior to that, 
the ones people that I loved dearly in my life growing up that I don't even probably wouldn't even recognize on the street now for fuck's sake but those relationships still counted they were like they were a stepping stone in the direction that I that I'm in now basically they started laying down stepping stones a little quicker as I got older but they were they were still it was exponential growth I guess um I would I still value them intrinsically like they were although they don't play as much of an obvious part in who I am today they still created the underlying uh you created the the me that i had to build from basically so i, I still um, value them yeah. but we're talking about these kids individually i can't remember the youtuber you mentioned but his kids i the argument i i've already thought of an argument against myself here it's like they are building them same relationships but just setting themselves up probably in a better in a better light than than i did dotting around banbury for however many years but uh <laughs> we love it we do love it you know you can't you can't pick where you start start, mate but these kids have got parents that have uh, seemingly done just that and helped them out in ways that we can even begin to imagine yet because you know I said that I would wouldn't change it I wouldn't change uh, the way that I'd grown up or the the, uh, because it made me me entirely Um, but they would probably say the same thing if they were here you know? Absolutely. I mean, experience is all individual. You know, like they can't they can't relate to what you can, and we can't do it vice versa. You know, we can only sort of um, we can we can sort of try and construct what it maybe might might be like. But I'm sure there are massive aspects of that that we're just missing. You know? Yeah, it couldn't even begin to you know it wouldn't even pop into our head because it's just not been mm-hmm. our life. I'm and glad you. How old are these kids? Huh? How old are these kids? Um, I don't have a number for you, but in the videos, they look around sort of like four or five. It's a, it's a little boy and a little girl. They're right at the beginning of this, uh, this journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's not an uncommon thing though. I mean, for an, a bit of a bit of an, uh, other end of the other end of the spectrum, but the same sort of, um, situation, uh, Ozzy Osbourne literally raised his children on the road with, uh, tutors and everything. And it's a bit more of a rock and roll lifestyle. And mate, I, was, like, I don't know if you see, mate, I know you've seen the Obvor, Obzor, Osborns, right? And those yeah. kids were, they were fucked, mate. They were bratty exactly. little shits. Exactly. Like, so it has to be done right. In a, I mean, they, they seem to worked out, they seem to have worked out relatively good these days. But, but... The difference is like, you know, if you think of a kid traveling, oh, mate, Ozzy was, you know, once upon a time, one of the biggest rock stars on the planet. So obviously you can just have whatever you want all the time. But if you think of the that kind of kid, you know, where you're basically like a traveling, um, you know, you, 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 yes, you don't have a home where you have everything you want, but you can just have whatever you want, whenever you want. And that's a very different lessons you would learn as a child compared to these guys who are, I mean, this guy is literally going to like Syria or, yeah, the, yeah. or the, you know, or, or places in like Phuket, you know, or Tajikistan or Mexico or Russia, you know, they, these kids are seeing how diverse life is. And um, I'm glad you actually, I'm glad you brought up the um, earlier, going back to when you said that just because those people, you know, didn't, doesn't seem they play as much, um, as much, uh, as much of a role in your life as they, as the ones you have now, but that doesn't diminish their, um, their value. You know, I fully believe that it's like that with all relationships throughout your lives with everything. 
um, not just with people, but with, you know, with your environment or the things within your environment. Of course, they, um, they, they make you who you are, but um, I think a lot of people, especially, I think it's human nature, once you get something, um, you want to hold on to that, you know? You, you, like, you get something, you like this thing, your brain says, okay, we like this thing, let's hold on to it for dear life, let's not let it go. And I think that is one of the first lessons you should unlearn once, you're, once you start forming relationships with things in this world, whether that's people or you know, your environment, is that everything, you know, everything that happens throughout your life is going to come and go, just like you are. And just because things come and go um, doesn't, doesn't diminish their value at all. I mean, I, I, I talk a lot. I'm sure I've spoken to, the, to, to this about you before, mate, about um, how I view uh, relationships and, and their potential and everything, right? Um, I'm talking specifically about like the romantic kind of relationship because that is where um, the impermanence of a relationship is most criticized, i.e. if a relationship starts and then ends, it's viewed as a failure. You know, it's called a breakup. Everyone gets sad. No one is, fu- you know, there's nothing, you know, they are, we have an entire genre that romanticizes this kind of period of the relationship in a negative way, I think, because what it really shoves down people's throats is that once you find someone, you got to stick with them and everything, you know, and if you break up, it's because the relationship failed. And I think that's such a over, it's such an over exaggeration of what actually happened. And it, it's kind of like a gross description of something that actually was quite beautiful, even if it did end. And that, and the fact that it ends doesn't diminish what you had at that time. I mean, you, you know, in the same way that you were talking earlier about those friends that built you as a person during that time were just as necessary as the ones that you seemingly are learning with more now, mate, I'm sure it's going to be like that when we're 40 and we look back on the kind of you know relationships um, we have now, as opposed to the ones that we will have then. And you think when we're 40, we're going to be big boys, mate, probably have a lot more you know, hopefully a lot more sort of experience and, and everything that we've gathered by, you know, by walking around on this, on this weird sort of blob of dirt. And um, I can't even think about the kind of, you know, the, the kind of relationships I will have formed and also the people I will have lost, you know, um, throughout that time. But I think that that, that lesson, I guess you could call it like the sort of lesson of impermanence is one of the most important ones to kind of get to grips with early on because it teaches us everything to do with life um, is sort of impermanence. It's like, it's another word for change. If you think about it, you know, if you think of relationships, your food, your stuff, you, everyone around you, everything around you, it's all the only constant thing is impermanence and change. And I think the sooner that you accept that and let that work for you rather than trying to hold on to everything as it's kind of rushing past you through life, you have a bit more of a smooth sail, mate. What do you think? Man, you've got a beautiful way with words, but everything you've just said is bang on the money. I mean, we think of it as a, a breakup specifically because that's the uh, example you started with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, uh, there's got like say, such negative connotations from it, but, but oh, what a waste of time that was. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, such a shame. And, 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 and I'm I'm 23. Yeah, I, I'm a single 23 year old. So every relationship I've ever been in has obviously failed. Well, I say mm-hmm. failed, ended. Well, see, I just mm-hmm. did it then, didn't I? I just used the fucking I used the word that 
I didn't want to use because it's just built into my language. It, it ended. That doesn't mean every single relationship I've been in, I've learned from the previous one. And it's just, it's just, it's a buildup of information. They do eventually it will work out somewhere. I mean, think about people I'm talking as a 23 year old, I've, the longest relationship I've been in is uh, between three and four years. Yeah. Whereas some people have been in there for 30, 40 years, 50, 60 years, and it ends. Mate, can you imagine? You imagine being with the same person for like 70 years. My God. Then it ends. And then you go, oh, what a waste of time that was. No, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine <laughs> grannies at like 80, their husband dies, like, oh, thank fuck he's gone. Time oh. to get back on market. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But that oh, genuinely, God. like, by the, by the time you get there, you know, you, I mean, I would, <laughs> I would think that, you know, they would have at least thought about the fact that, you know, um, it's, 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 it's likely that, you know, unless, unless they die in an accident or something, an old couple will likely die separately. You know, one will be there after the other. It's, um, a, horrible thing to it's a horrible, horrible thing to deal with, mate. But it's, you know, those people who successfully trans, like sort of transcend their pre their previous relationship and actually find that reason for living and everything beyond that i have the utmost respect for but i also understand why um a lot of old couples they sort of literally go one after the other like there's usually like about a six month gap in between um you know when each of them are kind of hanging on if they still um they still had a like a sort of positive relationship you know and like a loving relationship um because if you think of building your heart and then half of that life is kind of gone and there's just you left, I would understand if people were like, do you know what? I've had a good run, but you know, in the, in the, in the opposite end of the spectrum, rather than, it, rather than it being a waste of time, maybe people would then think of it as the opposite, like the making the most of time. And then anything after that, is the waste of time kind of flips on his head. Do you, do you, do you know what I mean? Shit, man. And then, and, and that, and then, you know, that's sort of, you know, I mean, the, the, the vows, the vows you take are, and, and until death do us part, that is the, that is the, um, that's kind of the like success criteria, if you like, of marriage and a really, and a, like a, a, a traditional Christian relationship that our entire society is built upon is until death do us part. So you only succeed if you see the other one die, which is <laughs> fucking hell, you know? That's what, that's that's what I was about to mention, mate. Relationships that's... are a crazy fucking deal that we get ourselves into where we say, okay, I think I like you. You think you like me. Let's, let's try and do something here where mm. the only measurements of failure or success is either we're going to break up, which is, as we've already mentioned, just associated with failure anyway. Or we're going to watch one of us die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. And that's, Damn. The good, that's the good side. Oh, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate. Jordan, mate. Just sorry. I mean, we are fucking flowing here. But did you say the podcast ends at 40 minutes? Um, I believe that's... No, I said 30 minutes, mate. But we're still going. Yeah, I we're think, still going. I think well, that was just um, with... Uh, basically, if I'm recording by myself, it only allows me to do 30-minute... Uh, recordings like one Ooh. one long voice note basically as 30 minutes but i guess when it's with other people it doesn't matter which is nice isn't it we love that we love that i just have to say that like um in the next sort of i don't know how long 
Um, I'm, my my mate Paul is going to be kicking down my door because I said that I'd like study for our applied business mathematics exam we have in July together. I mean, he could definitely jump on the fucking podcast. To be fair, because he he himself, mate, he has fucking lived a bit of he's a, he's lived fucking a whole lot of life himself. He's a little bit older than um, uh, I think he's close to I think he's twenty four something like that. But he he's also a very interesting geezer, and I think. Um, I was I was going to mention this to you actually, mate. Um, like, there is no reason why uh, there is no reason why you can't use the sort of network I've built in Germany to do more of these talks because I have some very interesting fuckers over here who I'm sure would love to just ramble on to you about things like this. I mean, off the top of my head, I can think of Paul, who's coming around in a minute. I've got my wonderful friends um, from Vietnam as well who can offer such a different perspective on basically everything. Um, and I really, really would like you to talk to uh, Koi specifically because I know how um, it's very interesting to have someone literally challenge you at every single turn. Um, and me and him almost never agree on a lot of things. And that's why it's interesting. And also, do you remember speaking to Daniela very briefly? I mean, yeah. someone who studies music therapy, I'm sure you'd love to dig into that. So I would, um, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm, I, ever since I've known you, mate, you've been a magnet for these sorts of people. And that's, that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons I fucking have so much love for you anyway. And I'm glad that we could do this, but should we, should we wrap it up today? Yeah. And, Instead of like your mate Paul just rocking up and going, "Hello, you're on a, you're live on a podcast. How are we doing?" <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, we'll I'd love to meet the guy to talk to the guy, but we won't force him into it immediately. We'll wrap no, it up. To no, him. No, no, no. Very, no. very good talk, mate. Well, it's been a it's been a good one. Well, thank you very much for having me, mate. I, I'm I'm just like to say I'm so so fucking happy for you. You finally get this going. I it's it's just fucking beautiful to see. You know, to see, uh, you know, you, you talk about the people I attract, mate. You better include yourself in the wonderful people that I attract in my life, mate. Because it's so fucking nice to see someone just say, fuck it, and just jump for what they want. And it's so inspiring to watch you from across the seas grow and flourish and try and talk shit on the internet, mate. And it's an absolute pleasure to be by your Likewise, side. Man. Likewise, and I'm glad that you you were here to talk some shit. Although, actually, this, this has been fluid, mate. We didn't even, I was thinking about, no, if it, if it got a little bit silent or a little bit quiet at one point, we'll throw some songs in there. Didn't even need them, mate. Didn't even need them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Next, <laughs> next time. I'm sure we can do many, many podcasts where we literally just speak about music. That, that makes Definitely. Well, I, I, I hope that, I hope that, well, I, I look forward to the next one, mate. I mean, uh, some, from what I've heard so far, your solo podcasting career is also going very, very well. But as, as, as often as you want me on, mate, and as often as we can fit it in, we will get a lot more talking out there, brother. Mate, well, I think know. I hear him coming up the stairs right now. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll fucking end it now then, mate. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Blessed. Jordan, mate, lots of love. You take care of yourself and you I'll too. catch you on the next one. You too. In a bit, man. Oh, mate. <laughs>